I do not give Donna enough credit. I know that. I'm going to do better. The final six and a half minutes of this episode of Cadillac Jack, My Second Act. Donna's take on the historical nomination of Judge Jackson to the Supreme Court of the United States. The six minutes of Donna's words are for every mom, aunt, grandmother, sister, and any strong female with influence in the life of a young lady. Pod Peep Jennifer reports there's been a Richard the Beaver spotting, she thinks. Zippy is our orange cat, and we've discovered that he can open doors with his paws. His master's week in Augusta, Donna always thinks of her dad, Charlie, and pimento cheese sandwiches. We continue to recap the Grammys. What was this year's eligibility window? Who makes up the voting body? What's the difference in record and song of the year? And we preview this Monday's CMT Music Awards. And I'm booking Donna for some voiceover sessions. You'll hear some moments from a recent voiceover session. I was coaching Donna, just giving her some notes. Like a good talent, good producer does. She didn't take too kindly to them. As you'll hear coming up during this episode of Cadillac Jack, my second act. My name is Cadillac Jack. I joined Atlanta Radio when I was 19 years old, put in a loyal 26 years. Welcome to my second act. It's a podcast where we talk about things that you are already talking about, things that you're already having conversations about with your friends and your family and your coworkers, conversations about current events and pop culture and trends. What else do I know? We do music, sports. That's my, that's my specialty. And revealing stories about marriage, parenting, and personal growth. Okay, my name is Donna and I'm Caddy's wife. I think we need to expand your Plinko. I thought about this the other day. You're more than my wife. Well, 100%. But, I mean, it's just quick and it gets to the point. Uh, but, but you deserve and, much more than that. Thank is my you. Point. you. Thank do, you. Because it's crazy that we've, we've gone 243, two, two, this is episode 242. We've gone this long and you have never been anything more than my wife. And, and you're, that's, that's like the smallest thing on your list of accomplishments. Wow. Yeah, seriously. Very nice. We'll work on that over, over the spring break. We will. I just don't want it to get so long like that. Doesn't have to be, but that, you deserve more than that. Well, I appreciate that. Mm-hmm. Well, maybe each time I'll tell something different. Okay, so today I'm going to go ahead and rotate it, and I'm going to say, "Hi, my name's Donna." Okay, what do you got? And I love a good poo-poo platter. See, the problem is this is going to become like no, no, no. it's what? got to be a okay, character-defining, character-defining moment. A I sentence, can I can sentence. live off cheese, grapes, and yogurt. Um, I love it. Yes, starting today, this show. Okay, this episode. Jennifer, who is a pod peep, reached out to me today, tonight, before we came to record and said, are you ready for this one? Probably not. I don't know that you are. Um, She said, I think I just saw the beaver on Hopewell. Okay. If you are not a longtime listener to the podcast, you do not know about the beaver. He lived in an area near us where we live here in North Fulton, suburb of Atlanta. And I got really bold one day and I got out of my car and I petted him. I don't want to say from a safe enough distance, but I, is that the way you say it? Petted? And he kind, we kind of had a moment where we looked at each other in the eye and we just understood each other. He didn't want me to get any closer and I didn't want to get any closer, but we did what we needed to do. So anywho, she says, I think I just saw the beaver. So when we talk about the beaver, that's what it is, on Hopewell. And I said, OMG, he's back. Did he I've, have a name? Yes. Richard. Um. Yes. We had bumper stickers made. Yes. I break for beavers and with our, our podcast logo on. I'm, devast- I, I'm devastated that you forgot his name. I have. He would stand up on his little hind paws, mm-hmm. and he was just the friendliest little fella. And, and I he was got- in the same spot a lot of times that you went through there. You oh, claim. Yes. And he, he usually comes out, I will say, late spring through the summer. Um, and I just stopped talking about him because I think a lot of people got tired of me talking about him, number mm-hmm. one. But number two, it was just devastating for me because one day I went by there and he wasn't there. And I thought, mm, maybe he built his little dam on down the road. And I went back and I went back and I went back and he was gone. And in my mind, I just thought he got hit or something happened to him something, yeah, or he got attacked by a coyote or something. But anywho, Jennifer says she thinks she saw him. Thinks and, and how? Why? Well, because that is where he hung out. Think that he's the only beaver in that area? You don't think they travel in packs? I don't know, but do they travel in packs? Is he married? He, if you recall, he has a very distinguishing feature, a paddle tooth, if you know. It's a little crooked. We talked about this. 
And he kind of smiles. I know y'all think I'm crazy, but he does. Anywho, so I said, OMG, he's back. I have had this feeling, you know, that thing that you and I have where we can't use it for for good or evil. And every time when I ride by there, I'm like, I'm going to see him. Today's the day. This is going to make the turn. God is going to be here for me. Hadn't seen him yet. And so she says, this is what I love about our pod peeps. This is what Jennifer says. As if this woman doesn't have other things to do. Do you know what she says? I don't. Prepare yourself. I'll go back by there tomorrow and make sure it wasn't a rock. But I noticed a big brownish looking thing on the side. If you're headed away from Hamby towards Francis, it was on the right side. Hang on. He's on that bridge. He's a little further south of that one. He's on the little bridge if you're heading into the roundabout before you head over to the manor. Nobody from out of state knows what we're talking about. But you know what? If you love animals as much as I do, then you love a good beaver story. So that was just a little side. Even if you don't, you love a good beaver story. That was just a little aside, but what I was going to tell you and why I love animals so much is we have a cat named Zippy. We have three cats. We have um, Fudge, who we adopted, and we have Ming, who is our little Siamese girly, who we adopted, and we have Zippy. I don't even know his name. The story of Zippy, in a nutshell, is that a friend of Charlotte's in fourth grade was moving to Maine. So her family said, I've, we've used this one before on an animal. Yeah. One time when we said we were moving to Chicago, we had an unruly dog that, let me just say, Coco. we tried to train. We did everything yeah. we could possibly do. Big investment, do. financial investment. I was emotional. I was pregnant. Everything. We just had to do what we had to do. And he lived on a farm. And I told you they sent a picture of him. And I think that we still lived in Chicago. Yeah. And he lived a very happy life. However, so this family was moving to Maine. They couldn't take their cat Zippy. She wrote me, Megan, the little girl wrote me this beautiful letter. I was on the fence, said, ask dad. And you said, I can't imagine I said anything other than hell no. No, you said go adopt. I don't know. I think I was under the influence. There's no way, Donna, that I would have allowed a third cat to come into this house. I didn't sign off on that. So he's, he's a big fella. I mean, looks like Garfield on steroids. Yeah. So he started out small, but as usual with our animals, we've but loved. Did the family move back? We hung on. We've loved Didn't him. Did they move back though? Yes. Can they we, take their cat back? No, they don't want him because he doesn't look the same. We loved him oh, into God. obesity. He is the smartest cat. I love Zippy so. My, I love all my cats, but I love Zippy so much because he has such a personality. Let me tell you what this cat can do. He can open any he door can, in this house. He can open a door with his paws. The doorknob. Turn it. He can turn it. Open a door wide open. He can like open it. Walk it. outside if, yes. he, if he chose. We've he, had to start locking the doors all day because yes. the cat will will unlock the door and, and just walk appear outside. on the garage. I'm all about it. Yeah, he's just on the driveway. Clearly, he wants to get out and explore a little bit. Let's 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 allow what's his name, Zippy. Let's allow the Zippy that that opportunity. He, he'll come back if he wants to, and if he doesn't, then he, he, he's moved on. Well, anyway, I just find it fascinating because I have never had an animal that can open doors. It is it's wild to watch. And listen, the first few times it happened. It's freaky. Yeah. Well, we didn't know what it was. There were suddenly doors that were just. Well, they make noise. Our handles make noises. And he does it at night because he comes and he sleeps in our room. He sleeps in our bed with us. He's so cuddly. And then in the middle of the night, he decides, just like you, go he's got to go to the bathroom. And so he gets up. One cat around. He gets up. Get it? Yeah. He gets up and he flips the door handle. He opens the in door the middle of the himself. night. He opens the door for himself. He closes the door behind him because he doesn't want Roscoe the dog to come in. All right, so we have to keep all three. I thought there was going to be like a great ending to the story. Like you're going to tell me we're getting rid of two of them. No, I'm just, well, we are because Olivia is determined to take Fudge to college. But please, Fudge is the only cool one. If I could keep just one, I would keep Fudge. Fudge is the coolest cat of all three of them. That Siamese cat is mean. Name Ming with a G. I call it Mean because that's what it is all the time. That orange cat, what's his name again? That opens the doors? Zippy. Zippy. I mean, pompous asshole, this cat. Like, we look at one another and we, we have stare downs, Donna. We do. It's personal. He's got your number. It's personal. Yeah, he's got your number. All right. Masters Week is also underway for listening on Upload Day. Today was uh, the first day of the Masters. Tiger says he's in. And it's a great game of golf and it's a huge. I meant to pull a clip of the Charles Kelly. George, on my mind. I do. I love the Masters. We've talked about this. Let me find that real quick. We've talked about it on the podcast before. I get very emotional when it comes to golf and um, the game of golf and also especially the Masters because I can vividly remember my dad, who has passed away, watching the uh, Masters. And it's just, it just makes me, it makes me very melancholy on some levels and it makes me very happy on the other because... I think that um, he has to be up there in heaven just watching it all go down. And he has to be incredibly impressed that the one and only Tiger Woods has said he's going to play. Here is uh, Charles Kelly. 
sandwiches too yes there's no better sandwich than the pimento cheese or the egg salad and they're really cheap there right too super cheap prices have stayed the same forever and they come they just line them up they're like in these little packets i've never been to the actual mass uh masters i've been to a practice round but it's just magical there truly Charles Kelly's version of George on the Mind. The Masters paid him to do a rendition of that song. To use, you've heard it and seen it in their TV advertising commercials for the Masters. And um, not only is he from Georgia, he is a UGA graduate. Yes. A third of Lady Annabella, the country trio from Augusta, Georgia. Here we go. We'll go out on this. Charles Kelly. Grammy recap, some things we talked about last episode that, that we would bring back after the Grammy Sunday night. Some questions people had. Um, who can vote for the 64th annual Grammy Awards? These are the awards you just saw on Sunday. Voted on by members of the Recording Academy. Voting membership is comprised. Here, here's the beef. Here's the meat, rather. Comprised of music creators, including artists, producers, songwriters, and engineers. And I would imagine radio people, maybe, too. I don't know. I, honestly, I don't know any radio people that are Actual members of the Grammys, the Grammy, you know, the National Association of Recording Arts and Sciences. All right, what is the difference between Record of the Year and Song of the Year? That comes up a lot. A lot because nearly every award, music award show, music based award show has both categories. Both of the country award shows do. Record of the Year recognizes the artist's performance as well as the overall contributions of the producers, recording engineers, mixers. Uh, song of the Year recognizes the songwriter. So basically, um, Record of the Year goes to the, think, record producer, okay? Mm-hmm. Song of the Year goes to the songwriter, whoever comprises the song. So if it's a song, say, that Kenny Chesney gets uh, Song of the Year, and it's a song Kenny Chesney did not write, technically, Kenny does, he, not technically, he doesn't get a Grammy because he's not the songwriter. He's the, he's, he performed the song as an artist. But he's not the songwriter. Only the songwriter gets the actual award. So there is a chance that, like, you could be an incredibly esteemed band and not have a Grammy. Do quite well in, in, in a song that you performed for years or even just it was a flash in Japan, six-week number one or whatever. Uh, but you didn't write it. No, you do not get the Grammy credit for it. That's interesting. All right. Here is the, uh, the, the, the you know, we talked about the window of eligibility. This year, the window was um, September 1st, 2020 to September 30th, 2021. So if you did not release a song or an album during that window, what else would be some more categories that would be affected by that window? I mean, everything would be affected everything. by it. But uh, if you did not put a material out during that window, you can't, uh, you're not eligible. Which I would imagine, I mean, I think that window was sort of the end of the coming out of COVID, so to speak. Right? Um, going in... September 1st, 2020, that's about four, five months into the pandemic, maybe? Yeah, because, I mean, it's interesting. You would think that some, there would, the, a, lot of the, a lot of people, like, almost like certain projects would have maybe been affected by that because was there, were there as many people putting out music during that time? I mean, I know people were putting out a ton of stuff. A lot of stuff was bumped, if you recall. Yeah. Stuff that was coming out in March and April, even May, June of 2020, one, two, three, four, five months into the pandemic, we saw a lot of street weeks being abandoned Moved and, and artists or, yeah. just just putting the, the release on hold because nobody knew what was going on yeah that's what i'm and thinking a lot of them were picked up though yeah you know, they released the labels released later who can enter recordings for consideration in other words how, how does your stuff get nominated or, or presented for potential nomination they accept online entries from professional and voting members as well as registered media companies members are permitted to submit their own eligible recordings as well as the recordings of their peers for consideration. You can nominate yourself, basically, but a peer cannot nominate you. Like, you could not nominate... You. Dolly Parton. Yeah, whatever. Yeah. You, know, you could nominate... But I could nominate myself. You could nominate yourself, yes. Isn't that strange? Um, probably, yeah, I think so. But... So you sort of have to put aside, not that artists have don't have narcissistic ways seriously. at times, but you have to put aside that side of yourself and be like, self, I'm nominating you. Right, right. You deserve it. 
You got to believe in yourself. Yes. Uh, any notes you carried over about the Grammy Awards? Um, no, I am um, her. There was a performance with her, H E R, Lenny Kravitz, and um, that may have been the one that Travis Barker was drumming on. Anyways, it was really, really good. Oh, I know what I did want to talk about is the performance that John Legend did, and it was um, a tribute, obviously, um, to everything that's going on, um, you know, with Russia and and and. None of that good stuff. But the president um, was on and spoke. And it was just the performance that John Legend did was incredibly moving. And he sang with a Ukrainian artist. And um, it was really, really good. Carrie Underwood got emotional backstage. This is audio that you didn't hear um, or, you know, or see on Entertainment Tonight, anything like that. This is from the press room after an artist wins any award. But we're, we're talking about the Grammy since past Sunday. So you win your Grammy. Uh, you don't go directly back to your seat. You then go to the press room where there are Probably for the Grammys, I would imagine a lot, at least a hundred, if press, not more, yeah. different members of the press from from all around the world. A lot of them. Carrie got very emotional. She won. Uh, forgot one. Uh, she won the gospel music category for My Savior, which was her, she's such an amazing her, voice. Um, her her boutique project. Here's Carrie Underwood backstage after winning that Grammy. I'm probably immediately going to start crying. Okay, um, I feel like it's more important because I feel like this is one of the most important bodies of work I've ever been a part of, been able to do. Um, This is what one thing that I've wanted to do literally my whole career. I've wanted to make this album and I got to and this just means the world to me. We know now that within a couple of hours of this moment backstage at the Grammys after she won a Grammy, her dog Ace died. Oh, so sad. Sunday night, she's in Vegas on stage performing at the Grammys. I mean, Ace was with her for ever six houses, three tours, um, three kids, six tours, I think it was. Anyway, um, 16 years, Ace was with her. And you know the pain of losing a pet. Oh, it's horrible. Well, and there are those animals that, like, like I think about um, Dirk Spentley's dog, Jake. Yeah. I mean, they're as well-known. I mean, that sounds crazy, but they're, they're synonymous with the art- artists. They're... You know, they're always with them, and and Ace was one of those um, who has been with her forever. And, you know, I've said this before, I don't, I I love to listen to Carrie sing when she sings, not when she screams, Um, but I've never been like a a huge Care Bear type person, you know? What is that? Like, that's her her fan club. Oh, is it? I didn't know that. Okay. Um, but, But I respect her immensely, and she has an amazing voice and amazing legs. I mean, my gosh, she looked amazing up there, period. Um. I'm sure that was very difficult for her. I think she had a lot going on that night. Um, I had think a she lot did going too. on, but she still she played through. Like Tiger Woods going to play through this weekend at Augusta. She played through, you know, because she's she's a professional. She's a professional. Yeah, you got to get up there and do it. It's award season, so we shift this Monday to the CMT Music Awards. All right, this is an award show. It's been around forever. I remember back in radio. Gosh, 15 years ago, we would do radio tours and junkets from the CMT Awards. They were held on the campus of, uh, what's, uh, Belmont. Thank you. CMT is pretty hip. You know, I think they still are. I think they're very relevant. I do too. Well, I think they, they, they have great they, production. They have great shows. They have great uh, graphics. I think they took a little dip and they came back up. And I think that Leslie Fram had a lot to do with she, that. She did. And I, I rib her every now and then. And I, it's not personal at all. I think that Leslie's a phenomenal, you know, she programmed 99X and Q100 for Susquehanna Radio here in Atlanta for, uh, for, for years and years and years and then went on to CMT. Well, then she went to New York. And, you know, programmed that, the famous. Um, she, she is an amazing programmer. She alternative is radio, station television, there. just programmer in general. Yeah, I th- and I think, you know what, listen, I think she's been a huge advocate for women artists. Um, and whether you think that they needed that or not, I think that she kind of brought that conversation back to the forefront. And again, not that just because you're a female, just because you're an African-American artist, just because you're um, a gay artist, just because you're a Latin artist. Nobody wants to be successful because of that, you know. But what she did do was make radio and radio programmers pay attention again to female singers and maybe look once or twice at an Ashley McBride 
or a Maren Morris or someone who might kind of get overlooked because for a while it was just rolling with the Luke Bryans. And again, I hate to say that word bro country because I really never loved that. But I'm not talking about a Maddie and Tay song or and I'm not knocking on them. But I mean, true female artists who deserved the right to stand up on the stage with everybody else. So I admire her for that. I think she's she's done a lot for women in radio and women in general in you know, in the she, field. She programs out of the box. And that's why I think this Monday, this is why it's such a huge, going to be a huge night for CMT. Uh, CMT is owned by the same parent company that owns the CBS television network. So this year, they said, you know what? We're going to take the CMT Music Awards and we're going to put them on the big national CBS network. So CMT has an opportunity here. Leslie Fram has an opportunity to catch the eyes and ears of so many fans, but, but also people in the industry because... It's a big deal that you move a show that's an award show that's been on cable for 15, 20, maybe 20 years now to take it to the big network. It's a, it's a big risk. So Leslie Fram and the CMT people, I bet they are, they haven't slept in days and they've been storyboarding things for months because I think they're going to knock it out of the park. They, they're, they're, they're a very forward-thinking network. And the rub on them sometimes is they don't play videos anymore. Uh, they, they don't a whole lot. They evolved. You know, music videos, kind of like award shows, I think, can, can be irrelevant. Winona and Naomi reuniting Monday I mean, night. come on. The Judds. Here's a piece uh, real quick from uh, Cody Allen on CMT with Winona. After 11 years on the CMT Music Awards, you're back together. She says you guys you don't rehearse. You don't need to rehearse. We don't rehearse, but she'll look at me and say, hey, let's go over it again, <laughs> even though we've done it 30 times. I think she gets really nervous because I've been doing it mm. since mm. she retired off the road I'm still here rocking and rolling with the band, Winona and the Big Noise. So I think she kind of does look to me, and I, I feel proud because it's like she needs me to answer a question, you know, whereas before it was, you know, be quiet and sing. It's interesting. It's a dynamic yeah. that's new. When it comes to the... Uh, great question here from Cody and great answer from Winona. Um, and you look back over the years at all the things you've accomplished. Is there one thing that stands out that you're most proud of? This is going to sound really corny, and it's true. The moments in the airport when someone walks up to me and I'm not paying attention, I'm not on, yeah. I'm not having to be smart or successful, and they say, your music helped me through the most difficult of times, and you hear the stories. People literally saying to me, Billy and Bonnie are my parents' names to yeah, She Is His man. Only Need, hearing that people have buried their grandpa to grandpa. It's just those moments when they breathe life into what you do. She's the best. Let me tell you something. I love the fact that she still gets some shots over the bow at, at old mama. mama. At mama. I yeah. mean. And that was one. She that has, was one. She is, yeah. she is holding on to some yeah. crap you, that she ain't letting it. go. I freaking love it. I do too. I, she it. used to just tell me to, what did she say? Stand up there and shut up and sing. And, and she, Naomi said that. Mama said that. You know, I think she's written a book, but when she really decides to write the book, it's going to be great. You know, well, that's going to come after, after Mama Passes. After Mama yes, Passes. At, that's when the book, the book oh, yeah. is going to be written. It's going to blow everybody's mind. Because don't you know, and I hate to say this, but you, don't you know that Naomi would get up like on stage and be like, did you, I mean, and here's why Nona standing there that's probably like in her 30s at the time, you know. Right. Did you run a comb through your hair today? I mean, just like, you know, just little tidbits that only come from a mother and daughter interaction. And imagine, imagine, <sighs> that relationship that you have with your mom right now times a thousand because not only are you mother and daughter but you're working together the pressure's Lord. on they're doing love can build a bridge are they gonna wear those little dresses that light up love can i don't, I don't know about that that look like the little dolls i don't know about that <laughs> well that was a whole nother thing because mama would always wear like the little dresses she'd have on like a pantsuit you know what i mean <laughs> I mean, just a sensible pantsuit and like a pair of sensible shoes. Because she had to make it over the bridge. I mean, if you think about it, you know. <laughs> because I'm sure, like, again, I bet like Naomi was like, Winona, you just never learned to walk in heels. I ask you to practice. And here come Winona clomping over that damn bridge. Like Will Smith coming on the stage. Like, I'm going to take you out. I'm going to throat punch you, old lady. The looks they would exchange oh, in concert. Oh, my God. Gosh, I years, love it. Just mama eat shit. That was like why don't it was always I am here for it. Yeah. Eat shit, mama. Eat <laughs> shit. Uh-uh. All right, coming up at the end of this episode at Easter egg, because we're approaching Easter, so we're gonna drop an Easter egg back at this episode, Donna. You don't know this, but oh boy. You've been, well, you've been a big a big, big help with doing some voiceover stuff. Uh, I am not a voiceover person. But you are. For Brightmore Healthcare, <sighs> I'm the brand ambassador for 
Brightmore Healthcare, and and I need a female voice for some tags, some phone numbers, and websites. And yeah, that's how like it that. starts out, and then it's like seriously. You sound fantastic. No, I don't, and I appreciate that, but no, I don't. But number two is you are like a taskmaster. I know what I need. I know what sound I need. But it's you an audio bark. medium. It's got to be perfect. You don't bark. bark orders at me. I was That's you too notes. happy. That's too friendly. I, I have an example. That's here. too low. Now I have an example, and then you be the judge if you think that was the case. I'm trying to give you direction, constructive criticism, some notes during a live voiceover session. Just what the hell I need. I, I'm about to book you for real estate gig. Oh, really? Yes, what do I so get now paid? You're in. Now you're in. What do I get paid for this stuff? We'll talk about that. All right. Here's that means a, nothing, folks. Here's just a 20-second example of the outtakes. Well, not God. even the outtakes. These are not outtakes. These are my notes in, in real time as we do this voiceover session. This is uh, last night, I think. We care for patients in their home. Don't stop. We care for patients in their home. We care for patients in their home. We okay. care for patients. I, I'm tr- hold on. All right, so we got more of that. It's, 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 it's a healthcare system. You have to, you, you, there cannot be a smart-ass tone to your voice. You didn't even know it was there. We care for patients. It's too happy. I mean, I've never been. Coach is coaching. Too high. Yeah. It's coaching. I never have either. Yeah. Okay. Close. That's coming up at the end of this episode. All right. Um, We're working hard for the red, white, and blue all American parking lot potty. A party. Potty, not, I love it. Not, not July 4th. That was it's last a year. It's lot We're mixing party. it up so that people who were out of town for the 4th last year couldn't make it. This year, we're doing it the weekend before Memorial Day. But it's still the Red, White, and Blue All-American, or All-American Red, White, and Blue parking lot party, Gallery Furniture. I actually had a pod peep who reached out and said that you and I should sing Lee Bryce's song live on the lot. Wait, do we just steal something from another client? Yeah. But we, we created that. Anymore. Well, we, we did, created that. we don't that. have the trademark. Uh, well, don't they the don't either. You, so. should, you should have it. Anyway, um, we can sing that song. Dressed as the Wolfman and Dawn. Oh, our, should we do our that? Our best renditions, you and I. I think we should. Let's leave the pack. We haven't talked about this. Let's do that. So we're just going to sing you some karaoke? You dress up as Donna, okay. and I'll, drink a, I'll dress up as Wolfman. Okay. And then we'll do karaoke. All right. Because we're, we're, we're booking everything now. Uh, Jonathan Ingram's back. Who's that? Our, our performer from last year, Entertainment Oh, yes, yes, yes. I love him. Yep. Artist Jonathan Ingram is back this yes. year. Yes. Original stuff, got some cut. We're gonna we're gonna eat barbecue on styrofoam plates with paper paper towels, and we're gonna listen to nineties country, and and we're gonna have fun doing it. God, I love it. Is that not a great weekend? A great day. I'm there. Gallery furniture, the red, white, and blue, all American, or is it all American red, white, and blue parking lot party? Well, we'll get there for next episode. I don't know what. We're Still doing. not featuring. Not, Lee Bryce is not there. Right. To be very clear, Ninja Pig Barbecue will be though. Golly, award winning barbecue. Uh, got ribs, Brunswick stew, chicken, pork, anything else your little taste buds desire. Award-winning barbecue competition team, and we're excited that they're going to join us Saturday, May 21st at Gallery Furniture. I said to Donna, I was up there last week, or actually this week, I was there Monday. I said to Donna, give me some characteristics of your dad that you as his, his daughter saw and heard, smelled, through the years that we can relate to listeners that maybe want to uh, to do the dress up as the Wolfman contest mm-hmm. with a gazillion dollars on the line. All right. And she said to me, great beard, which is true. You know, in the commercials, Wolfman had just a, great a twinkle beard. in his little eye. Okay, polyester suits. Yes. He had a wolf ring. Yes, he did. Talk to that. Talk about that for a second. Well, it was just like gold and had like a. I, I don't remember exactly what it had on it. Maybe a wolf, but I mean, it was just like really, like almost like a, one of those square gold, like big, like insignia type rings, you know? And gold chains. Wolfman a always had a lot of gold, gold chains. chains. Yes, he had a lot of gold. He was a great man. He was a great man. Loved the community. Gave back in so many ways. Gave back so many ways that, that he, he didn't even talk about. It. He didn't want you to know because it didn't matter. Uh, also, Donna mentioned the smoking gun finger that he would give you. All right, you ready? Look at it. He always did that. You know, what am I doing here? You, mm-hmm. know, you make the little Talking your gun. Yeah, out of your thumb and your pointer finger. I like it. And then you mm-hmm. Wolfman would do that kind of as a, uh, see you next time, buddy. Rude. I like that. Okay. So think about that as you plan your costume for the dress, uh, uh, you know, best lookalike, best Wolfman lookalike contest. And while you're there, check out the sofa, love seat, and chair that are part of the Steve Silver Collection's Opportuna, Opportuna three-piece power reclining set, Donna. Who's Steve Silver? This, this, his collection, the Opportunity Collection. But who is he? It's beautiful. He's a, he's a furniture designer, I guess. Oh. Elaborate padding for your comfort. 
the opportunidon is a zero wall hugger. Do you know what that is? I know what a wall hugger is. What's a wall hugger? A wall hugger is when you it goes back against your wall. Okay. This is a zero wall hugger. So it's the not going to tear up your opportunity wall. collection, right? All you need, Donna, is for it to be three inches off the wall. Everything is reclines and does what it's supposed to do with it being just three inches off the wall. So we have a wall. We a have zero wall, wall hugger. We have a zero wall hugger, right? Where? Downstairs. Yes, because yeah, those us, yeah, power footrest. Yeah, at least yeah. Yeah. Drop down console serves as the hub for your entire living room. It's got standard outlets, USB chargers, and a whole lot more. All three peaches, uh, all three pieces, rather, in a rich, dark hue. It seriously is a great, it's, it's, that's where we sat when we visited Monday. Yeah. Now I'll tell you what we used to call zero wall hugger. Well, okay. Can we, okay. That's me. Because, like, I, when I go to a party, I am not hanging out on the wall. I am going to, like, be moving and grooving and shaking hands and hugging people. There's 2511 Roosevelt Highway in College Park and 1600 Browns Bridge Road in Gainesville. Ask for Donna. We will see you there Saturday, May 21st. We're going to say uh, 11 to 2. Does that work for you, Donna? Does that, that work for your for schedule? Me. Seriously, mm-hmm. does it? We had yes, to talk about this. Okay. It does. Hashtag Ask for the Wolfman. Hashtag Ask for Donna. Hashtag Gallery Furniture. Thank you for your support of the Cadillac Jack My Second Act podcast. We're grateful for pod support from T Mobile. Experience America's largest and fastest 5G network from Brightmore Healthcare. And My Second Act brought to you by Ford. Built Ford Tough. The F Series is. The best-selling truck on the road. Scoop your F-Series today at Fayetteville Ford. You also scoop a lifetime powertrain warranty from Fayetteville Ford. FayettevilleFordGA.com. Do you want to sing this song? Yes, please. Come and get your Ford. Where now? Fayetteville Ford. So it's donuts. I'd jump in right here. But hey, it's Cat Howdy's Cat. Like Jack for the Bear 95 for Fayetteville Ford. 73 Ford Bronco. One of the best-selling off-road SUVs of its time. 73 Ford Bronco. It is tough to find. When you find one, you better act on it. There's one on the lot right now. Fable Ford on Glen Street, just north of the Fable Square on 54. Fable4G8.com Come and get your Ford. I nailed it right there. Singing now. Here we go. Fayetteville Ford. So there's like six versions You came at me the other day about my singing. I got that coming up. We're not quite there yet. God. It doesn't get more real than when you promise to spend the rest of your life with someone. An excellent wedding experience for any guest starts with location. Your guests want to be close to the wedding venue, restaurants, and shopping. They want a comfortable place to rest their heads at the end of the night. Being surrounded by family and friends on your wedding day makes it one of the most memorable days of your life. Your best friend from college, your grandma, your childhood bestie have different tastes and budgets. So your choice of host hotel is Paramount, and that's our name. Paramount Hospitality Management offers nearly 300 rooms at three hotel properties in Noonan. Town Place Suites by Marriott, Hampton Inn by Hilton, and Home 2 Suites by Hilton. Paramount, the brand you know, depend on and trust. Hilton, Marriott, Weston. It would be our honor to host your guests on the weekend of the most significant event in your life. We are moving forward with the Do Something New Every Month initiative that Donna put out there in March. So where did it start? Let's think about this. So in March, I went to a new state that I hadn't been before. Went to Arkansas. No, that was February. Actually, that was January. Anywho, February, I was going to axe throw and then... It's a story. Yeah, it never got done. Never yeah, Well, it, this is this whole story. Anyway. Yeah. There's axe throwing leagues, and you can't just show up. So you have to come on, like, certain days just to axe throw at this one place. Right, so I just do it. Come, whatever. get done. We'll make it anyway. Summer. And then the other one was I was starting my pickleball journey. Oh, pickleball was another thing. You I do something new every month. <laughs> the Donna do something new every month initiative for 2022. Pickleball, fail. Has not um, failed. Always done. The, um... What was the other one, the first Axe one? Throwing. Axe throwing. Done. Fail. What else? I did go to a new state. You did go to a new state. So one, we're four months in. One out of one out of four. Well, and I'm getting my um I'm getting my tattoo. I'm not waiting on um I'm not waiting on Hardy to tattoo me. Why, why at this point? Why not? It's here in September. Wait, why, yeah. That's the whole bit is Hardy's gonna give you the tattoo. Don't 
don't wait for it. Yeah, no, wait for Hardy, please. All right. That, or that bit's failed. That that part of the bit fails too. All right. All right. We got to we got to hit home run with the right of country song thing. I'm ready. And that's where we are. I am ready. Whose idea was this? Um, Melissa. I think it was Melissa Capes. Yeah. Pot Pete. Yes. She said, Donna, you need to write do something new. Write a country song. We said, you know what? That, that's maybe not a bad idea. It's going to start with uh, issue 106 of the letter this Saturday. Here's what's going to happen. There's going to be a poll. Donna, do you have the poll up on your own show? I do. Okay. Because uh, I don't have it in front of me. Uh, you're going to be able to vote. This is a screen grab in the run show. I'm ready. You're going to be able to vote this Saturday. And we need you. We need you. You're, you're going to help create and write this song. You need to vote on what kind of country song you want it to be. All right. And the choices that you have are, what, what did I put down there? So the choices for, I don't know that I like these, but Okay. Why do we have to have this? Like, is this is this what usually the song the songs are when you're writing a song? I okay, think they're very they're rep, they're categories that represent country music. Yes, absolutely. Okay, so what kind of song do you want Caddy Caddy and I to write? A, what's okay. A? A love song. Love song. Okay. Because we'll be lo- an example of a great country love song. Well, um, George Strait across my heart. Yes. What else? Okay. Maybe a, a Tim McGraw Faith Hill song. Sure. Yeah. All right. All right. Or um, B breakup song. Okay. An example of a great country breakup song. Uh, George Strait when he. Uh, what is Ours. it? No. Uh, well, you know when he took everything. Or she took everything. Give it away. Yes, that's a good one. Or care, or yeah, when he C. cheats. Mm, that's okay. a good one. All right, C. Yeah. C, party There's anthem. One. A party anthem. What's an example of a great country party anthem? Well. My kind of party, Jason Aldean. Lovely. Uh, classic country uh, would be an example. Could be uh, party anthem, Donna. Did Vern Gosden. No, Vern didn't really have a party Vern anthem. Vern Gosden was Set not. Joe, Set him up, Joe. Set Joe. No, but it's got to be like dust on the bottle. Okay, David Lee Murphy. Perfect. All right. Anything. Or uh, did we go D, maybe? Another choice, D? I don't know. Uh, cheating song. Okay, cheating song. Um, uh, D-I-V-O-R-C-E, Tammy Wynette. Yeah, okay. or a Miss My Dog song. Or E, those are the categories, or Miss My Dog song. Miss My Dog song. What kind of song do you want Donna to write? No, Donna and Caddy. Uh, it's, it's your project. It's, no, it's no, not no, 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 no. Donna and Caddy and Caddy do something new No, no. Month. Wait a minute. No. I, Wait. This is hilarious. I created the poll. You're writing the song. What? Every, for the next two weeks, there'll be a poll in each issue of the letter. Next week, it maybe will be um, I don't, something else to shape the song. Okay. I'm ready. We'll do a couple posts on Facebook. Just polls on Facebook as well. I'm ready. All right. Would it be bad if I stole like we it? We can move it along because the month is ending. Would it be bad if I stole some of the things from other like lyrics and stuff from other people? Does it have to be completely original? I would prefer it. Yeah, I think people. Okay, would prefer I've got it. I'm ready. It. I'm capable. Okay. I don't need to pull an Amy Schumer. I got this. All right. So check out the letter this Saturday and vote. We we need you to vote because we're going to bring the numbers. It's going to determine what kind of song we write. ABC. Who's playing the music? Huh? Who's going to play the we're music? Just doing, we're just doing the words. Okay, just the lyrics. Yeah, okay. It's, it's not. It's not a. Uh, a fully developed no, project. No, 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 no. It's okay. simple, simple. It's, it's, it's just a, a step above, if even that, above a Mad Lib. That's what this is. Oh, wow. Okay. okay. To subscribe to the letter, text left on red. Red is the color R-E-D, no spaces, to the number 22828. Left on red to the number 22828 to subscribe for free to the letter. All right? Hit your inbox every Saturday morning at 910. It's a fun four-minute read. Read it before you start your day and get busy with whatever you do on a Saturday. Let's add two songs to the Spotify Hype Song playlist. Just like the letter, this is a component of this podcast. Uh, we each add a song each episode and uh, something that we are enjoying, something we've discovered, something we've rediscovered. Uh, sometimes it's uh, songs, you know, if you, you know how you always, when you get excited about going to a concert, it's coming up maybe day of or the day prior. You, you start listening to that talk, stuff. That kind of stuff. Yes. Maybe, whatever. All right. Doesn't need an explanation as to why it's part of the Hype Song playlist, but Don, what do you got? So I am adding um, the Foo Fighters. I'm adding There Goes My Hero. One of my favorite, uh, that and Evermore, one of my favorite Foo Fighter songs from The Color and The Shape. A lot of people thought. You've been listening to them because of Travis, I mean, a lot now, recently because of Travis um, Howard. Uh, Travis Howard? What's his name? Uh, no, Taylor Hawkins. Yes, him. I'm, I didn't mean to be. I went, I've, been, I've gone down a couple of, uh, the other night I went down like this, you know, one of those rabbit holes you go down where I pulled up every video and, and that I could find. And I have to tell you, there were so many great interviews done with. Taylor and um, Dave Grohl from the Foo Fighters, like they were kind of like the um, plant and page, or they are, you know, they were of their time from Led Zeppelin because, you know, we're like Keith Richards and, and Mick Jagger. And um, there was a great interview on 60 Minutes Australia. There was um, some great stuff from Howard Stern. And um, I sent you the carpool karaoke. Just he just was such a bright light, golly! I mean, like when he would smile, it was just like, oh, I mean, just 
devastating at the same time. But um, great song. And a lot of people always thought that that song was written about Kurt Cobain. And it was not. Um, Dave Grohl finally copped to it and said, listen, it's, that's not who it's about. It's The song is really about, um, it's a celebration of the common man and his extraordinary potential. And when I hear that song, even b- now it may take on a new uh, meaning with the death of Taylor Hawkins. But I always, when I heard the song, I always thought of it as just like, it could be anybody in your life, like anybody who stands up for you. You know what I mean? Like, there goes my hero. Like, you know, thank you for standing up for me. It could be your dad. It could be your spouse. It could be anyone, um, a parent, a mom, or a kid. So um, just added that. Love that song. How about you? I've been on a John Party kick. I saw John in concert Friday night. John Party was in South Atlanta with the radio station where I do afternoons, the Bear 92.5. It was a, he puts on a great show. I think that John Party is one of those artists that is, is underrated. I want to add Heartache on the Dance Floor for John Party. Love it. So we'll add those two songs this week to the Trace, T-R-E-S. Season three has its, you know, each season of the podcast has its own Spotify, its own playlist. So check that out. I want to do a callback. Remember how you asked what a callback was recently? Yes. Callbacks when you refer to a previous episode of anything, but you know, podcast in this case. I added well, the greatest gospel song ever written. Alan Jackson's version of um, I'll Fly Away. Uh-huh. Have you listened to the episode? Yes. Uh, I Alan mean- and I do quite well, <laughs> I believe. We, no kidding, I think that we... Uh, we, we do well blending. And then you come in, loud, sharp, and flat. Dude, I come. Oh, damn. We're on. Okay. To a land where Georgia come. I'll fly away. What is wrong with that? Here you come. Sit back, sit back. Here. When I die, hallelujah. Here you come. Bye and bye. What now? I'll fly away. There you go. How about that, Sal? It's like we're like the Gaithers. <laughs> like the Gaithers. <laughs> Which, as you explained, you feel you had to tell me afterwards. The, uh, legendary. Well, they're a legendary coach. I mean, gospel, gospel group. group. Yeah. yeah. You didn't think you were a little flat there? Uh, maybe. I mean, who knows? It is expected that this week we will see and celebrate the first black woman to be seated on the Supreme Court. On Capitol Hill, Judge Ketanji Brown-Jackson is one step closer to being confirmed as the next Supreme Court justice and the first black woman to serve on the court. Senate Democrats, with the support of three Republicans, voted yesterday to move her nomination from the deadlocked Judiciary Committee to the floor of the Senate. This all clears a pathway for a confirmation vote as soon as this week. I do. When I was born here in Washington, my parents were public school teachers. And to express both pride in their heritage and hope for the future, they gave me an African name. Ketanji Onyeka means lovely one. If I am confirmed, I commit to you that I will work productively to support and defend the Constitution and this grand experiment of American democracy that has endured over these past 246 years. The thing that that is my takeaway from this that I think has gotten so much traction is the photographer who captured um, Judge Jackson's daughter sitting behind her with her husband. And um, it was a moment where Judge Jackson was getting a lot of compliments from other colleagues. And her daughter um, was, again, sitting behind her and was just beaming with pride at her mother. And it really just gave me chills because she just, you know, and her husband too, you could tell that they were both just had so much reverence for her because she sat there and had, I mean, she, she took some tough questions. I mean, again, forget politics and all of this and forget gender. It's not that she was a female and, you know, she had to sit there and endure this. It's just some incredibly probing questions. And, um, you know, it has to be tough to sit there and, you know, kind of be by yourself, which you are, and you're looking at this just group 
of mainly old men, but I mean, you know, still, um, that are just questioning you and questioning you and questioning you. And they have to do that. And I understand that. It's a, it's a big position and a big job. But what really struck me out of this was just, that's what we want as parents is, you know, not so much that your, your children, we want them to be proud of us, of course, but that we want them to see us. I think that how you treat people in life is how your parents model you know how you how you respect people and how you treat people I always think about my mom and my dad and I don't ever remember them getting into like an argument with like you know a customer service person or someone at a store or anything like that and you know I just think nowadays we are all so triggered and so hot-headed, and if something doesn't go our way, or if someone pulls out in front of us, and listen, I'm just as guilty as anyone else, but I mean, I just think it's it's such a lesson every day that your kids are watching you, and you know, for her to see this picture later and just think, wow, if nothing else, even if she didn't get the nomination, which she by all means should, but... And we think will. And will, but even if she doesn't get the nomination, she won. She won that week just by you know, her daughter seeing her, you know, sit there with so much composure and also tell her story. Um, I think it's, this is so crazy, but in a roundabout way too, I think it's important to sit down with your kids and tell them your story, your struggles that, you know, sometimes I think our kids look at us as where we are in our careers and the houses we live in and what we're doing. and, And they think that you just magically got there some way. And I remember for so long when Olivia, our 18-year-old daughter, was little, she would say, at the time I was staying home from work, and she would say, I was a stay-at-home mom. And she said, Mom, what did you used to do? And I said, well, I was, I was in sales. And for the longest time, she thought, I, I, I remember this. I sailed a boat. And not like kidding. I mean, I'm not kidding. She, and and I had I had won sales awards, and she was like, "Well, show me your your sailor awards." And I and I and I just thought that's how she was saying it. And I was like, "Well, I'll find them one day." And she's like, "Mom, that's amazing! Like you got awards for sailing." And I'm like, "Well, yeah, sales." And I didn't put it together because who would think that? And later she said to me, "Mom, I thought you literally when you left you rode the boat that you got on a boat and sailed the seas." And for me, that's when I decided that it was time for me. I probably needed to not necessarily go back to work, but I needed to dust off my old sailor awards. Even if you never had a career and you stayed home, you still have a lot of stories to tell. So I just think for me, it really struck me as a parent when I saw her daughter looking at her, because that's what we all want in life. You want your kids not to be impressed with you, not to think you're a big shot, not not to think that you make the most money or that you you know, lord over people at work and you, you know, I get to tell Jim and accounting what to do. That's not what it's about. If you own a company and you do nice things for people, your kids see that all day. You know, if you're, if you, if you just treat people with kindness, they see it. And I think in that moment, her daughter had an opportunity to see either the best of her or the worst of her, where she could have started coming back at those people and saying, but she really held it together with composure. And so I thought that was a really cool moment and um, congratulations to her. Thank you for this historic chance to join the highest court. To work with brilliant colleagues to inspire future generations. And to ensure liberty, liberty and justice, and justice for all. For all. Audio for this episode of Cadillac Jack, my second act from ATO Records, from Capitol Records, from RCA Records, CMT, NCAA, TBS, the National Academy of Recording Arts and Sciences, the Grammys, and uh, yes. Don. I'll tell you one thing. If I am flat, old Jan Smith vocal coach extraordinaire over there, that's you. You're going to point it out. coaching, giving you notes. Seriously. Not, they're not bloopers. They're just notes from a recent VO voiceover recording session we do with Donna. That's coming up as an Easter egg at the end of this episode. Stay tuned for that. Or thanks to executive producers Carl Appen and Carl Appen. Production assistance from Steve Mitchell in Ingo Studios in Atlanta. New episodes on Tuesday and Thursday. Tuesday and Thursday of Cadillac Jack, My Second Act, part of the Appen 
Podcast Network. We care for patients in their home. No, it's fine. We care for patients in their home. We care for patients in their home. We care for patients. Now you can hear the smart ass in your voice. We okay. care for patients. I, I'm tr- hold on. Stop. God. Bring it down. We care for patients. You're smart ass again. I'm not. Okay. We care for patients. We care for patients. It's too heavy. There were notes. I was with you. And then, by the way, we made magic. We nailed it. We nailed it. And we decided we're going to tandem it, which means we, we, we switch off. I thought it was beautiful. It took a while to get there. It took some tough love. Oh, my God. But if you want to be a V, if you want to be the queen, I don't. The I, boss I, queen of voiceovers. I don't. You that's, need to take some notes. That's Evelyn K. Soto. She is amazing. Be proud. Here is the finished result. Hospice care often begins suddenly. A Brightmore Care team member is introduced to a family within hours of someone beginning their hospice journey. They show dignity and compassion. The goal of the Brightmore Care Team is to support the highest quality of life possible for whatever time remains. The Brightmore Healthcare Team is on call 24 hours a day, seven days a week. Brightmore.com. Adding life to days. When days can no longer be added to life. Brightmore Hospice, voted best hospice in Georgia by the Georgia Business Journal. Check one, two, three. Look at all those freaking soda cans. Actually, do you notice something new? Do you notice a, a trend? There's a water bottle. Okay. All right. That's part, part of the trend. What, what else do you see? Sprite. How, how many Sprites compared to what? Cokes. Okay. You know, I'm down to two Cokes a day. I'm very proud of you. I am. I drink water and I drink Sprite. Good for you. So, it's a work in progress. But it I'm is. Trying. One day at a time. One day at a time. Jesus Christ, not the truth. All right. Cadillac Jack.